This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. What is up, guys? And welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. Just to give you the heads up, (laughs) I've been doing this for weeks now, so there is literally no excuse. Pastor, you have 40 days until Easter Sunday. And my question for you is, are you prepared for your Easter sermon? Now, you know, we talked about during the Christmas part of the episodes, if you go back into November, we had a five-part series about how to get your church ready for the Christmas season. I said this last week, and you do, I'm going to say it again this week, but you can literally use those exact same podcast episodes, replace the word Christmas with Easter, and just go for it. So go back in the archives a little bit. Look to see for that little sermon. Uh, that's not a sermon series. I'm not a pastor. <laughs> it's a podcast, a podcast series about how to get your church ready for Christmas and just change out that word Easter. But I do want to let you guys know about this. We talked about this for the last couple of weeks as well, but it is officially live over on the smallchurch.media website. If you go to smallchurch.media forward slash Easter, right? Now, I have not one, but two different sermon series graphics for you. One is called Bright Easter. One is called Boho Easter. And you can download those for completely free. And all it costs you is literally your email address. So go over to smallchurch.media forward slash Easter to download those sermon Easter graphics today. Well, last week was a benchmark week on the podcast because we had our first ever guest, Dr. Jen Bennett from down in Marion, Indiana, at Indiana Wesleyan University. We had her on the show, and I hope you guys learned a ton from that conversation about how you can show up on social media and be someone who is worth following. Last week, we focused primarily on your personal social media as a pastor, but today we're going to get back into focusing on your church's social media and not just church's social media in general, but how to make sure you are, uh, for lack of a better word, using it the most effective and efficient, uh, that's not even a sentence, (laughs) use it the most effectively and use it efficiently to reach people during this Easter season. So today's conversation is going to center around this one idea. What is the best way to get first-time visitors to your church using social media? Because with Easter coming up, we want to make sure that you are doing all you can to use your media effectively and efficiently to reach the people that you need to reach. And rather than have you guys sit there and listen to me and my thoughts that, um, they're not half-baked. That's not true. But <laughs> let's be honest, I'm not the absolute genius in this field. I figured I would bring someone on to this show who has been, in a way, a digital mentor to me, even when I was in, in the pastor's seat for the last couple of years. And that man is Chris Abbott. But he says this on every single video he, he does. His friends call him Abbo. And we are going to call the man Abbo today because he is now officially a friend of the Small Church Media podcast. Well, Abbo is a small, uh, it's not a small church. Abbo is just a church marketing genius. He is the co-owner of Church Marketing University and has a growing and thriving YouTube channel where he talks about church growth in the 21st century. He has videos about what hinders church growth, which to be honest with you, it might not be what you think it is. So We'll, we'll have links to that specific specific YouTube video because I love that one. How to set up your Google My Business page. And most importantly, how to use Facebook and Facebook ads to reach the exact people that you want to reach in your community. So Abbo, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Mark, thanks for having me on, bro. I'm, I'm super excited to be here. 
You bet, man. Now, are you cool if we call you Abbo? Because I feel like you're officially a friend of the podcast now, man. A hundred percent. I'm I'm an official friend. Uh, yes, absolutely. You and everyone uh, of the listeners out there can call me Abbo. <laughs> well, I love it, man. Well, hey, just to get started with the show, just so we can know who you are, get to know you a little bit. Who is Abbo and what do you do, man? Man, uh, so you know, I, I've uh, I've been in ministry for let's see, I was I was in full time ministry for fifteen years um, in in youth uh, youth ministry. I've, I've been uh, a worship leader for the last twenty years, and uh, I, I started helping church about seven or eight years ago with church marketing, specifically Facebook ads, right? Because I'm I'm kind of obsessed with this idea that you know there's there's seven thousand seven hundred fifty five people that die in the U S. every single day, and mm. most of them don't have a relationship with Jesus. Right. So that that number <laughs> legitimately keeps me up at night because I just think, man, if, if we could if we can make a dent in that number and we can just help a few of those people every single day, uh, man, I think we can change the world. And so uh, so that's what I've, I've kind of given my life to. Um, uh, actually just a, a few months ago, I've, I've, so for the last several years, I've had uh, a church growth agency where we've uh, centered on creating, uh, using uh, Facebook ads and chatbots and some other different types of technology in order to help churches grow. Um, and then uh, uh, about half a year ago, my friend Ryan Wakefield uh, from Church Marketing University called me up, uh, kind of out of the blue, and just said, "Man, we've been we've been trying trying to figure out how to how to work together for years. Man, what if we just what if we just merge our companies together, create one giant super company, uh, and then uh, just help like a million churches? Uh, so so that's what that's what we did. We signed the paperwork back in January and made everything official. I was wondering so, when that happened because I mean, some people know about this, especially in the Christmas episodes. I was saying, you know, Church Marketing University kicks out some of the best free stuff for Easter and Christmas, and I'm like, I know Ryan's face. I, I mean, I've been using them for I don't know about four or five years now with all the free yeah. content. I'm like, man, when did Abbo jump on board? Because <laughs> I knew both of them separately. Now all of a sudden, I'm like, hold up, they're together. <laughs> yeah, yep. That's and that's it's 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 really recent. Uh, in fact, we, I don't even know that we've like made like a giant public announcement. We did a webinar where we kind of announced it uh, to a couple hundred churches, but um, and that's where I found out about it because so I'm like, wait, why am I getting emails from Abbo with Church Marketing <laughs> University, and now they're doing a webinar to get hold up? I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, so we 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 probably we probably should do a little bit better job of kind of announcing that to the world. But um, man, so yeah, so you you heard it here first. There you go, uh, right. guys. Dude, we are benchmarking the snot out of this podcast two weeks in a row. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So, uh, so yeah, well, we're we're uh, you know I'm I'm officially part of Church Marketing University. We've kind of partnered on that, and we just kind of took the best parts of what Ryan did, the best parts of what I did, kind of put them together uh, and launched a, a new program uh, called CMU Grow at, at the beginning of January. And so, uh, man, it's it's uh, we're we're having a lot of fun, helping a lot of churches. And change the world, man. So we're, uh, we're we're enjoying it. That's cool, dude. And if you don't mind me asking, when you were pastoring, uh, you said you were involved with student ministry primarily at first, yeah. right? Yep, absolutely. So when you were being a pastor and doing your pastor thing, we'll just call it a pastor thing. Were you also doing marketing stuff on the side as well? Like, where did that desire to <laughs> jump into the marketing world happen? Well, so I've I've always been like just uh, completely like obsessed and interested with marketing, right? I, I don't know where that came from, but even as like a little kid, I would notice what like commercials were terrible and which ones were really good, right? Like I even, even, uh, even when I was young, I could tell like, oh man, that was a really funny commercial, but it's 30 seconds later and I can't remember like what company it was for. Right? <laughs> yeah. so I remember thinking like, that's not a good commercial if you can't remember the company. 
So um, anyway, so I've just, I've, I've always been interested in that. I've, I've worked at PF Chang's like off and on for like seven years, right? Just slinging Chinese mm. food and waiting tables. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it was, it was really interesting. Um, I, I was always reading all these like, you know, marketing books and stuff. And I would talk to like the owner of, of the PF Chang's, like whenever she came in, we'd be like, you know, trading you know, uh, book notes and all that kind of stuff. And at one point she was like, why do you read all these books? And I think what she meant to say is like, why are you reading all these books when you work at a PF Chang's? Right. Uh, <laughs> but she kind of stopped herself and I was like, I don't know. I just, I love this stuff. I'm maybe one day I'll use it. Um, so, so, you know, when, when I was, when I was primarily in student ministry, we were using some of it, but for the most part, uh, it, it really happened. Like my, my pastor came in. A lot of you guys could probably uh, relate to this or, or maybe you've done this before. Like my pastor came in and was just like, okay, Abo, here's the problem, um, man. We, I need you to learn how to build uh, websites. Yes, that's the yesterday. classic story. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. right. Like it was just like, hey, uh, we we had a we had a volunteer who built our website. Um, he moved away. We can't get a hold of him. We're locked out of the site. It's July, and everything on the homepage is you know advertising Christmas. Um, so you know we we need your help. And so I dove into WordPress, and it was you know it was like learning Chinese at first. Oh, this was back in like you know. 2012, 2013. I was about to say, yeah, WordPress back then was nuts in comparison oh. to what it is today with page builders. My goodness. That's, that's exactly right. Like, you know, trying to, trying to figure that out. I had a buddy of mine who uh, had a, a, a website company at the time, and I just called him like three times a day, bugging the absolute crap out of him <laughs> just, you know, with, with tons of questions. So, uh, but about a month later, we had a, we had a really nice looking website. And so, uh, you know, from there, it was just kind of like, people like other churches kind of started finding out like, Hey, I heard you, you, you built the website for your church. Can you help us? And, and so that kind of just kind of helped happened organically. And then, um, you know, uh, eventually kind of morphed into a, a full, um, a, a, a full fledged website, uh, web design company that I had for a number of years, uh, until I went on staff at my church, uh, my, my church that I'm at now where I've, I've been for the last uh, 17 years. So I was, uh, it's called Guts Church. I was on, on staff at Guts for 10 years. Then I took a youth pastor position for five. And then I've been back here for about, uh, back at Guts for about seven years. So when they, when they brought me on staff, I was like, shoot, I don't have time to build websites anymore. So I, thought, I started thinking, well, maybe I can, I can help churches out with these, these new things called Facebook ads. Um, and so, uh, so things just kind of took off from there and um, ended up, uh, you know, going on a podcast and, and things kind of exploded after that. And man, been, been, <laughs> been kind of doing those types of things ever since. So are you still the worship pastor at your church then? Uh, so I'm, I'm one of the worship leaders. I'm not like the worship pastor. There's other guys who like run the whole thing, but uh, I lead worship a lot of times on Wednesday nights and Sundays and, um, yeah, still, still get to do that all the time. But see, is this awesome. is the cool thing with church marketing stuff in general, where it's like the more people that I talk to that are involved with church marketing stuff, they're like, oh yeah, I'm involved with local church. Either like I, I've met one guy, he's like, oh yeah, I'm an executive pastor, but I also do this. Or it's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm like yeah. bivocational at a church of like 50 people, but my income comes for this. Like a buddy of mine, he's down in, uh, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Crossform Kids is a, and so I'm actually on his team as his web developer, actually in social media oh, guy now. Cool. And so, yeah, my, my, my day job, I don't think I told you this. I'm actually a website developer. So that's, yeah, yeah, that's my day job. So, um, that's awesome. and that's very, very, very similar stories to you, but, uh, you know, he's a church planter down in Nashville where, you know, he's only part-time at his church. And then the other part of his gig is this, you know, children's ministry program that he's doing. And then another one is he does copywriting for a, some marketing company down there in, or in, uh, in Nashville. So it's like, it's super cool to see so many of these guys who are like, yeah, I do marketing. I help churches grow. I help them do this, but I'm still involved in the local church, you know? And that, that kind of helps uh, just encourage me a little bit, especially for this show where we hear a lot of guys talk at conferences and seminars. And it's like, 
dude, you don't know what it's like to be a pastor and have to do all these things. You just get yeah, to do right. all those things, you know? Yep. Yep. That's it, man. So if you don't mind me asking, when did you make the plunge into YouTube? Uh, man, so, uh, you know, you and I were kind of talking about this offline, but I, so one of the things, like it was, it was a couple of years ago, I think it was like the summer of 2018. Um, and, and the Lord spoke to me very clearly and told me it was time to start a, a, a podcast and a YouTube channel. And so I, 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 <laughs> I kind of dove in and, and had some false starts. I like had, I paid a buddy of mine to come in and like shoot a bunch of YouTube videos at my house. And then afterwards it turns out like the audio was all jacked up. So oh, we couldn't geez. use them. So like I paid another guy to come in and record some uh, YouTube videos like in my office, but then like he lost like the, the SD card that they were all on. And so I tried like just <laughs> creating a couple of myself on the webcam, but they were awful. So nothing like um, saying, yeah, Jesus, I'll follow you. Oh shoot. Uh, I can't follow you right now because it's not working. That's, that's it. Right. Like I just, I, I felt like, Oh my gosh, so, like I'm being disobedient. Lord, I'm trying, I'm trying. So, uh, so I, I finally just went in and just said, okay, I need to like, who's, who's the best in the world at, at launching and kind of managing YouTube channels, all right? especially like a YouTube channel. That's not like, I'm, I don't have a vlog. I'm not trying to become like Mr. Beast or unspeakable or anything like that. Right. Like I, I just want to help churches right. and yep. get in front of as many like pastors and church leaders as possible. And, uh, and so I hired uh, a girl named Marley Jacks, who's amazing. Her team is phenomenal. And um, man, we, I started flying out to their studio. And I, I th- in fact, I, I think I flew out there nine times last year and we'd record like 40 videos at a time, which was Oh my insane. goodness. That sounds uh, exhausting. Yeah, pretty, oh, dude, it was, it was nuts. Like I, I would fly in on a Sunday and basically just work on all my video outlines. Then I go on Monday, I'd record 20 videos, which is a really long day. It's like 10 hours in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. Then I would take... Tuesday to just kind of like <laughs> recover and work on all my outlines uh, for the next 20. And then I'd go back on, uh, on Wednesday, record 20 more videos. I would crash Thursday and sleep in the hotel all day long and then fly home and see my family on Friday. So I um, did that about <laughs> nine times last year. It was, oh, it was an insane dang. schedule. So we made some changes this year and uh, I'm going to start shooting uh, more in more of like a home studio and some other stuff here. But um, yeah, that's, that's, that's how we launched, man. Well, that and makes we, sense, uh, dude. Cause the quality, that's, that's the thing that, you know, really got me started following you is I actually started following you, you know, funny enough through your Facebook ads. Um, and I don't know if you were targeting just pastors specifically. I don't know, but you were showing up my feet all the dang time, bro. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, let's just follow it on YouTube. But I'm like, dang, dude, this dude has got some crisp videos, like, like <laughs> studio quality. So I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know what you were hoping for stats, but in terms of just me being able to learn from you, it, it helped me out tremendously, man. And oh, mainly man. not just because the content was good, but you know, honestly, the video and the audio was phenomenal too. Man, thanks, bro. That's that's something we you know we we really really worked on really hard, right? It was you know creating all the content, making sure that it, it, and it's cool. Like they they bought like this huge mansion and turned the whole thing into a YouTube studio. So like we'd shoot five videos in the living room, uh, right? And then I would change my outfit, and then we'd shoot five videos like down in the basement uh, in like one room, and then like I'd change my outfit, and then we'd shoot five videos uh, like upstairs in like an office room. I mean, like literally just always changing around. So uh, we worked really hard on making that audio crisp. And, you know, making sure the video is legit, making, you know, changing up all the, <laughs> the outfits and the and the different rooms and backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. So uh, but we, we shot 240 videos last year, which was which was awesome. So it was a lot of fun. Dang, dude. And and just so you guys know who are listening, you know, you can literally just search YouTube, Chris Abbott, two B's, two T's, or I'll also have links to everything in the show notes 
as well. So let's get into the what we want to talk about for the meat of this conversation, man. So the yeah. question of the day, which I know you have a video on this, but I kind of wanted to dissect it with you a little bit. But what is the best way for pastors of specifically small churches to get first time visitors to their churches using social media? Yeah, great question. I I, I love this question, man. <laughs> you know that about me how how passionate I am about this. But I I would say the the like the first rule, right? Like is start before you're ready, mm. right? Because this is this is the biggest thing. Is like so many times uh, we as 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 pastors and church leaders, like we we want to make everything perfect, right? And we're like, oh man, I got to do everything with excellence. I I think oftentimes we hide behind the excuse of excellence when in reality we're just trying to mask our own fear of failure. Um, and, 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 and I get it right. Like I, I trust me, like when I started the YouTube channel, I wanted everything to be excellent. Like when I, everything like in the, in, in the church, when we launched that first website, I wanted everything to be excellent. But what I've actually fo- found is that like, if you just take imperfect action now, right. And you start before you're ready, the, the best thing that you can do, uh, in life and in ministry, in my, in my opinion is ready, fire, aim, mm. because, because what, what happens is most churches go ready, aim, 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 ready. And then bring aim. it to committee wait, wait second, and then second. subcommittee and subcommittee. Yes, and- <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Like, and it's just like, no, no, like ready, fire, aim, right? Like just launch something and you'll figure it out. Mark Twain uh, said that the man who grabs a cat by the tail knows 80% more about cats than the man who doesn't. Right. So it's like, I've never heard that quote before. That was oh, bro, what? I, I, I love it. Right. Mark Twain was a stud anyway. Right. But I just, I, I think it's so cool. Cause it's like the best way that you can learn to do anything is to just launch it. And you'll know infinitely more about that. Uh, then, then, you know, then someone who just sits there and, you know, puts a team together and works on training and does all this research. In, in fact, so one of my favorite books out there is a book called Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull. Have you, have you read that book? I have not. No, actually. Okay. So he's, he's the co-founder of Pixar, um, you know, worked with George Lucas way back in the day and, you know, and, and then Steve Jobs, when Steve Jobs bought Pixar from George Lucas and, and all stuff, right? So an incredible, incredible story. But one of the things he talks about at Pixar is he says, listen, our, like, like one of our values is to move fast, right? So he says, what happens is most of the time when people come up and it's like, okay, we've got, you know, the hill on the left and the hill on the right, which hill should we take? said what what most uh, companies do is they'll come in and they'll say okay um, well you know let's um, let's let's do some research and like maybe hire a consultant and then let's look at the pros and cons of hill on the left versus the hill on the right uh, let, let's let's hire let's do some focus groups and figure out how the focus groups feel about the hill on the left versus the hill on the right he says yeah, Pixar, I mean, that's, that's that's my that's, that's my main bent as well man I want the pros and cons and the what's the strategy 100%. for each one and you know be wise before you go you know that's that's it, right? Because and, and and part of it is we want to do things with excellence. Part of it is we're scared of making the wrong decision, right? Part of it is that we want to honor God with the resources we have. We don't want to do the wrong thing, right? Like so, I, I totally get it, right? But it, you know, uh, Ed Catmull says what what they do at Pixar is when they come on they say, okay, should we take the hill on the left or the hill on the right? He said somebody in the back yells the hill on the left, and they all run as fast as they can towards the hill and start taking the hill, right? And he said, now what happens sometimes? is they'll get halfway up the hill and somebody goes, wrong hill. And they all stop, turn around, run back down the hill and go back up the hill on the right. He said, but in every case, they always make it to the summit 
before everybody else, mm. right? So it doesn't mean that you make the right decision every single time, right? Like I, I'm really proud of what we've created on YouTube channel right now, but the reason, the way that we got there is I failed my way to success, right? Like we just launched a bunch of things. I, you know, I felt super frustrated. It felt like it wasn't working. I felt like I wasn't being obedient to what the Lord told me to do. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait a second. Like now we've got something here, right? And so, um, you know, like, and, and we, you know, done 240 videos and, and, and we're helping churches, you know, and that was, that was the whole plan, but the, it was, it was kind of a ready fire aim, right? You figure it out as you go. And, and, and so that's, that's always the number one thing I think churches like before, like, it doesn't matter if you're not techie. It doesn't matter if you don't know what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you think you're going to fail. Those are all good things, right? The best way to get through that punch fear in the face and just start before you're ready. So if you don't mind me asking as a follow-up question, what's the easiest way for a pastor to even just like, like okay, I, I hear you, bro. I hear you. Let's figure out what to do. I don't know what to do first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's, there's basically, there's basically two ways, right? The first way is super simple. The second way is a little bit more advanced, um, but they're, but they're, they're both really, really good um, ways of getting started. Right. So the first one is just creating like a straight up invite ad. Right. And this is, this is super simple. So like, I mean, if you really want to get down into the nitty gritty, the way that you do this by going to facebook.com slash ads manager, right. And that will pull up your Facebook ads account. And so if you've ever like boosted a post on Facebook or yep, paid, we talked about paid, that a lot here. Yep. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So if you've paid Facebook anything at all, then they automatically created you an ads account. And most like, pastors and church leaders have no idea how to get to it. You just go to facebook.com slash ads manager. And, uh, and, and it'll, it'll pull up that ads account. All right. So, um, but you can, you can just create an ad. And my favorite way to do this, like for an invite video is uh, you as the pastor. And if you're married, your spouse as well, just doing a very simple selfie video ad where you're inviting people to church on Sunday. So this is super simple. And like, literally like you just take like a smartphone and, and you want to do a selfie video where, uh, and, and, and I say selfie, like you're shooting it vertically, right? Like, uh, you don't want it to be horizontal. You actually want it to be vertically. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's proven to be uh, six times that people watch uh, vertical videos six times longer than they do horizontal videos. Right. So plus it takes up more space, uh, like more real estate in the newsfeed, uh, inside of uh, Facebook and Instagram. So you want to yeah, just people like expect that now, you know? Yeah. Especially oh, with yeah, reels 100%. and TikTok. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly it. Right. Like they started what, what they did is they looked at it and said, oh, this is how people consume media now. So then they created products around that. Right. And, and that's that's what it is. People just they they shoot videos vertically. They watch videos vertically. So you just want to you know, you, you want to speak the language of social media well. And so the best way to do that is with a selfie video shot vertically on a smartphone. And, and it's literally just to invite people to church. Right. So there's a, there, there's something in um in the, uh, the, the, like the, the journalism world, right. That they call like the inverted pyramid. Right. And so, uh, so the, the, the inverted pyramid is that you basically want to start, like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when, when you learned how to write an English paper back in like high school and college, right. And you always, you know, you kind of, you kind of start off with like a statement and then you build all the way, uh, until you get to your, uh, to like your thesis statement, everything. Right. right. Yep. It's kind of like that flipped, right. Like, what you actually want to do is you want to start with like kind of like the the broad thing, right? The inverted pyramid. You want to start with the hook and everything, all of like the uh, the, the the most important parts in the first five seconds, because that's when you're going to hook your you know the 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 person that's actually watching your video, and then you can start to expand on some of the details and everything as you go. But you want to start you know with like, hey, what's up? My name's pa- uh, like, hey, what's up? My name's Chris, and I'm the pastor at Guts Church. Man, I want to invite you out to church this Sunday because we have a brand new sermon series called Brainwash 
does God really exist or are we all just brainwashed? Right. And here's what we're going to cover in the series, right? Like, right. And you- dang, like that got me hooked. <laughs> so that's actually one of the series I used to do back when I was in youth ministry. And like we had tons and tons of new kids that came every single fall whenever we did the brainwash series. Um, so yeah, and, and was, we just one like that too. Like when I was in city ministry, we had one called how to ruin your life in four easy steps. <laughs> and one, it, each dude, week, each awesome. week, each week was how you ruin your life. And that, oh, one, that one went so well, dude. I, I love it, man. There's, there's nothing like a great sermon series, especially, you know, and, and it, I mean, it works just as well in, uh, like in, in, in regular church, right? Like, Oh, we used to always call it big church, right? We're just big church. Big church. Yep. Uh, but man, I love the youth ministry. You could have, you could have a, a sermon title, like one of the, one of the most popular uh sermon series we ever did was just called sex and dating right like we didn't we didn't have to sell it we didn't need like a sexy subtitle or anything like that literally just sex and dating and man you say you say sex and dating and teenagers come running and uh, and right? emails from parents <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i love so, it 100 uh, percent. i love uh, it and, and we call that um you know in the marketing world it's all your funnels you know it's, it's basically yeah. like a click funnel and where you want to get people into the funnel and then feed them down quick you know that's, you gotta hook them in exactly first it. Yep, you gotta you gotta hook them, and so you use that that inverted pyramid. You put all of the best stuff in that first five seconds to try to hook them, so that they'll watch the rest of the video, and then they can get the rest of the details. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, you know, right off the bat, we said you got to start before you're ready. Just go for it. Create that generic Facebook ad, you know, the selfie ad. Is there another easy place for people to start too, though? Yeah. So the the other one that that I absolutely love, right, is more of a a ministry based approach. Right. So uh, there, there's two types of, of ads that I usually teach churches. Right. The first one is, is an invite strategy, which is what we just talked about. Use like a selfie video to invite people. If you have a plan your visit page, you can actually link to your plan your visit page. Yeah, we talked about that on the show. You got to have one of those or at 100%. least or a start here page. Right, right, exactly, right. Like so that that way you're not taking them to just dumping them on your homepage where it's like kind of a, a potpourri of stuff, right? Take them take them to a landing page, you know. And 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 I'm a huge fan of the of the planner visit page. But the second one is more of a a ministry strategy, meaning the goal is not to get visitors. The goal is to do ministry, right? The the, the goal is uh, and, and specifically, I like running uh, prayer ads. So, um, you know, back in the in the '90s, one of the fastest growing churches in the world um, was, uh, was was pastored by a, a pastor who he he in, in his in his words he said he just didn't know any better, right? So like he didn't like go out and like and do like the traditional like marketing or invite like he didn't go out and just like uh, witnessing and telling a story and passing out invite cards or anything like that, right? Like he was from the streets, so that's all he knew. So he would literally like on Friday and Saturday night, he would walk down the street from the church to this like little gas station and he would just pump people's gas while, uh, and, and, and while he was pumping their gas, he'd just say, Hey man, how can I pray for you? Right. Which I'm sure t- took most people off guard. because like the gas station attendant guy, like want to pray for me. Uh, right. But people were like, Oh, I don't know, man, my marriage kind of sucks. He'd be like, great. Let's pray for your marriage. All right. So what happened is he'd, he'd pray for people. Now, when you pray for like two or 300 people every single Friday and Saturday night, some of them are going to ask why you're doing it. Right. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just, just kind of natural. Right. And so it's like, it's like, man, why are you praying for folks? Like you work for the gas stations. Oh no, I, I passed the church down the street. Right. And some of those people are going to say, well, what time's church on Sunday? Right. And so that's exactly what happened. Like legitimately, that was his church growth strategies. He just thought, I'll just go pray for folks. And maybe some of them will come to church on Sunday. And so because he did that, his church just exploded. He basically like broke all the rules, right? Didn't didn't do any of the stuff that the the church gurus would have told you to do at the time, 
Um, but but his church was growing so fast. He got uh, he got featured uh, on uh, National Geographic. Uh, he got featured on, uh, in Rolling Stone magazine and on MTV. You know, back in the '90s when those things were were Dang, still cool. Yeah, those were not Jesus approved back. Well, they, I mean, some people might argue they're still not. But back then, whoo, hundred hundred percent, right? Like, but it was just it was he was doing something different. The church was different, and I mean, he was just out there praying for folks, right? So you know, we we took a look at, uh, at this. It was probably probably about two uh, two years ago. I was looking at this uh, with my buddy, and we we're just like, all right. What is what does this look like? Um, because you know, in, in 1992, you can you can go pray for people at the gas station. If you try that in 2022, um, and they're probably going to call the cops on you if you're trying to pray for people at the at the gas pump, right? So right, yep. And if you knock on doors, I mean, people. I mean, I don't even open my own door, man. Right. Like, I know I don't, don't either. Man. My door, that's awkward, dude. That's that, that's what I'm saying, right? And then as soon as you see it's not like something, you know, like it's it's somebody you don't know or something like that. It's like okay, I'm I just I just want to close the door and, and it's either Girl know. Scouts or it's political or it's Jehovah Witness. Like those are the only three options in my neighborhood. That's, that's <laughs> it, bro. That's it, right? So so you know those those things worked at that time. They don't work now, right? What works now is you know social media technology. And so we just kind of looked at it and said, okay, what would what would that look like if we're going to use this strategy? Um, what would it look like, you know, nowadays? And 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 the biggest thing that w- that that I realized when I was looking at this is like, okay, what made this different? And I realized it was just a simple thing, right? What every church does is whenever we, whenever we're looking to like invite people to church, that's we start with that, right? So we invite people to church, right? Step one, invite people to church. Step two, um, you know, we can do ministry, right? It seems like, hey, if we can just get them in the doors, we can get them saved, we can get them baptized, plugged into a volunteer team or like a small group. Right. But we invite people to church so that we can do ministry. Right. What he did is he flipped that and he did ministry first and then invited people to church. Right. And so it, it, it was is literally is the same two steps. He just flipped them. He just did it upside down. And the more I started looking in the word, I'm like, this is exactly what Jesus did. Right. right? That's, Jesus, a, that's where my brain just went to. I'm like, yeah, that that's sounds it. like early church, man. That's that's it, right? Like Jesus didn't go around inviting people to church. He went around praying for folks and doing ministry, right? And preaching. And so that's that's the the biggest difference. And so like we you know, we talk about this being like a ministry first uh a strategy or ministry first marketing, right? Like I don't even love the word marketing in this approach because people then start looking at all the numbers and stuff and I'm like, "Listen, and listen, I'm a marketing guy. I love numbers, right? Numbers might be my love language." Yeah, uh, like, I, I love feel you. I feel you, man. Stuff, right? Show, show me a spreadsheet that's got like your cost per click and impressions and, you know, cost per app and all. Dude, I love it. But with this strategy, none of that stuff matters. The only thing that matters is, is people and, and ministry. And so, you know, what we did is we took that same strategy and, uh, and, and I recommend just creating a Facebook ad that just says, how can I pray for you this week? Right. So it's just like, hey, what's up, guys? You know, my name is Pastor Chris. Man, you know, I, I know that, that life can be pretty crazy. So man, how, how can I pray for you this week? And, and what's cool is everybody out there wants a pastor praying for them, right? Whether they'll admit it or not, like you, and we've, you know, we've, we've run this, uh, th- this play at over 500 churches now in the last two years. And, uh, and, and it's, it's brought in over a hundred thousand prayer requests, uh, over 10,000 planner visits, um, you know, to, to, to churches. And it's just simply like asking people how you can pray for them. Right. And then running that into Facebook messenger. So the, the cool thing about this, this strategy is you don't even need a website in order to do this, right? So you just create a Facebook ad saying, hey, how can I pray for you this week? Uh, and, and specifically, you create a messages ad. And then when people click on the send message button, it opens up Facebook Messenger. And now they can send you their prayer request. And then you can interact with them uh, inside of Messenger, right? So I, I love like the next step is once you get that, once your people are actually sending their prayer requests, then you can actually send them an audio prayer, 
Uh, right. And so we have this, this three part framework. That and and this is where I thought was crazy, not to interrupt you, but the fact yeah. of, you know, so many times for follow up, you know, we're always looking for the automated. I mean, I mean you know, I, we're both marketing nuts. Like I'm working with right. someone right now where they're like, Hey, how can we create this entire email sequence and this to be completely automated? And yeah. you flat out just said, screw automation, man. Like, <laughs> like, like let's actually do the hard work of reaching people. That's, that's it, man, because, and, and, and here's the deal. And and Mark, I mean, I've been for, for the last 20 years, I've been looking for, right. Like, like I wish there was like a set it and forget it kind of thing, right? Like, Oh, Hey, just put this billboard up and then people uh, will just pour in the front door, right. Or run this Facebook ad. You don't have to do anything, right. Just, just the, the church of Philip. I just haven't found it yet. Right. Like I don't, I don't know that it exists. Every, everything that I've ever seen when it comes to church growth is always, you know, ministry based. And it's because people like, like you actually like climb down into the dirt with people and do ministry, right? Like that's at the end of the day, like that's what actually, that's what's always worked. And that's, that's what works. That's what Jesus did, right? Like he, he climbed into people's mess and he was in the boat with them, right? He was, he was going through that. And I, and I think that's where a lot of times we, we can miss it as church leaders is we just start looking at all the other stuff. And, you know, and there's so many different platforms out there and social media and technology and all this different stuff. But at the end of the day, right, it's just doing ministry and, 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 and that, that one-on-one personal ministry, you can't replace that. So that, that's why you have to jump into every single conversation, right? And you actually, you, you can create automation and we've done this for, uh, you know, for, for, you know, a bunch of churches, like where we'll use chatbots and automation, but, um, we, we teach every single one of them, hey, you have to like, no matter whether you're using chatbots and automation or you're just doing everything manually, there has to come a time where you send an audio prayer to every single prayer request that comes in because they need to hear your voice using their name praying for their situation. Right. And that goes back to an episode we had, oh man, back in January where um, the whole conversation was, was what's your one ministry goal for 2022? And that's to humanize your church. You know, get pictures nice. of your people on your website, videos of you on your website, videos of you on your Facebook page. And this humanizes it, man, because it's not just some generic, oh, oh, you know, that, you know, wh- whatever, you know, community church. Oh, yeah, they're just there and they say they love me, but do they really? And all of a sudden you got this little, you know, like Pastor Kevin, Pastor Bill, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's a real person praying for me by name? <laughs> like, yep. like yep. hold on, it's different. It's real different. That's, that's it, man. And, and so doing that creates something we, we, we call conversation elevation, right? Conversation it's, it's elevation. I like that. Conversation elevation, right? Because it's, it's basically whenever someone comes in and they submit a, uh, a prayer request, right? Like uh, to you, like even if they see a picture of you, right? Or, you know, or a video of you and they go, okay. And they, and they send that, that prayer request over through Messenger. What happens is, you know, you don't know them. They don't know you. It's still kind of like an online anonymous uh, interaction, right? But what happens is, once they they get an audio prayer and they hear your voice using their name praying for their situation, what it does is it actually elevates that conversation to a personal connection, mm. right? So like now they feel like they know you. So so if somebody ever says like, hey man, have you ever been to to Audacity Church before? It's like, oh yeah, hey, I know Pastor Ronnie, right? So it, it, it's not just like, oh yeah, like I submitted a prayer request to them one time, or uh, or you know like, hey, like yeah, we, we've chatted online. I said, no, no, I know Pastor Ronnie. That's totally different. Right. Like, like now it's, you know, we, we know that the, the, the best type of invite is a, a personal invite, right? Right. The power yeah. of a personal invite has been and always will be the most uh, effective uh, form of, of invite. And you can tap into that simply by sending that audio prayer, right? You know, because if, and if, if I, if I'm talking to a guy, right. And I'm just, uh, Hey, John, what's up, man? I, I, I saw that you, um, you know, that, that you submitted a prayer request, man. I just want to reach out and pray for you personally, man. So let's pray. 
right? Like all of a sudden John's going, what, wait, what? Like pastor Chris, like just, he wanted to pray for me personally. He must get tons of prayer requests. And he took time to like pray for me and my little old situation, right? Like it's a game changer for people. Like now they feel connected to you, right? And then when you put an invite on the back end of that, right at the end of the audio, man, now we're tapping into the power of a personal invite because he feels like he knows you now. You've created that personal connection. So when you invited him to church, it's like, oh my gosh, the pastor just personally invited me to be his guest and come out to church on Sunday. Right, and it gets rid of that bait and switch thing, which, (laughs) I mean, I follow you close, man. I see the comments people give you. And it's like, (laughs) on the comments under your videos, everyone's like, oh, this is that bait and switch Christian crap, you know? And that's what people say all the time. (laughs) But what I'm hearing you say is this is not bait and switch. This is just using a modern tool and a modern medium to reach people in the way that people have needed to be reached to in thousands of years, which is by a personal touch and personal connection. Yep. Yep. That's exactly it, bro. Goodness, man. I mean, I, I was sitting here thinking about all these different things and, you know, I had a couple of questions lined up for like, what would you say to a pastor who's not great at using social media? Or what would you say to a pastor who think that this tactic is just a quick way to get people in the building and just go from there? But everything you've been saying kind of shatters that. Because if we're true pastors who love our community and love our people and want to see people come to know Jesus, this is the way to do it, you know? Yes, yes, that, that's it. So, you know, uh, man, uh, Tom Rayner says that not learning how to use social media effectively is like a missionary moving to a country and refusing to learn the language. Mm, yep. Right? Like, it, like you know, and, and nobody, like, no missionary ever, like, moved to a foreign country and just said, well, you know what, like, man, I'm just, I'm just not good at, at learning languages. Right. So I'm not going to learn. It's like, that's not an excuse. Right. Then you can't be a missionary. That's that's like rule number one. You have to speak the language of the people that you're ministering to. Right. And so I think a lot of times it's easy to hide behind that excuse. Uh, well, I'm just not very techie. I don't really know social media. But it's man, like we have to learn the language of social media because that's what people are speaking now. The people that we're trying to reach, like in our cities, our communities, our towns, that's that's it. They are they are speaking the language of social media. And so we have to figure it out. Uh, right. And, and honestly, the best way to do that, right, is what we what we said. Step number one, right. Start before you're ready. Just go for and, it. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it ugly. Right. Just just figure it out as you go. And you're going to get infinitely better just simply by starting and, and trying something and taking imperfect action. So we start before we're ready. We just go for it. And, you know, honestly, we learn how just learn as we go. We create these these. Uh, I like that you use selfie video invites, not just a video invite, but a selfie you holding your phone, not overly polished. It's just. It's raw, you know, it's yeah. raw, it's human. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a FaceTime. Um, is there anything else though that, that you'd want to add to this list of just what's the best way to get first time visitors into your church using social media? Man, those, those are the two things I would do. Like I, like if, if, uh, if a church came to me right now, or if I was planning a church right now and that's what I was doing, that's exactly like I would employ those two strategies, right? Like it, I'd, I'd probably start with the, with the ministry ads, right? Like the prayer ads, um, this is, this is a great way. We've had a lot of uh, church plants who that's how they planted their churches. They would do this for several months. We had one guy who did it for like nine or 10 months leading up to his launch, right? Well, one, he built up his messenger list to, you know, I don't know, seven, 800 people, maybe a Which thousand is nuts. People. Yeah. Just, just nuts. Right. And then you can, you can send messages to them through Facebook messenger for, for like 15 bucks, right? I mean, like it's so cheap. Uh, and, and literally, you know, and, and what we did is he just, uh, on the plan your visit side of it, he just said, Hey, we're actually planning a church, uh, here in a couple of months. Would you like me to text you when we have our first service? 
right? And almost everybody says yes, right? Because it's just like, well, yeah, sure. I'd love to know, right? And so it's like, okay, great. What's your number? So now he's got their name and phone number, <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. Like church or, or something like that. Now he's got this contact list. So now when it comes time to uh, to launch his first service, he was able to send out a, 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 a message through uh, Facebook Messenger to everybody for just a couple bucks. And then he could use texting software to text every single person, right? Hundreds of people who said, yeah, let me know about that first service, right? In addition to everything else that he was doing, including like some invite ads and that kind of stuff for that first service. So, uh, but no, man, th- those are the two things I would do, like selfie invite ads and prayer ads. And, and I would just go all in on those two things. Yeah. And, and then to follow up with that, you know, I also have here my notes for the fact of, yeah, like, like you said, make sure you follow up with them, but you've hit on this and you said you don't need a website, but here on the small church media podcast, if you don't have a website, that's not good. So, (laughs) but, but you know, but the biggest thing is have a place to send people to get more information, whether it's a landing page. I mean, even if, I mean, heck, if you're, if all you can afford is just literally a one page website for your church, make it look good, answer all the questions that people have, because people are still going to have questions about just, okay, so what do I have to dress like? Is there a place for kids? You know, and you know, people might ask you that on messenger and I'm sure they will, if you're having that conversation with somebody, because again, it goes back to what you said is this is a conversation. It's not a megaphone invite, but you know, people still want to be able to just learn, okay, what's the address? Where do I park? Where do I walk in? Um, are there any weird things that I had to expect? Okay. Why, why, why is there grape juice getting passed? Yo, like, I mean, I didn't think we were getting lunch. Like how does all this work? You know? Yeah, dude. And, and that, that's exactly it. Right. And so, and just to be clear, when I say you don't need a website, all I mean is you don't need a website to employ Facebook prayer ads. You definitely need a website, right? You can't yep. get away without of it. Uh, you can't get away with, without, without that these days. Um, but for that one specifically, you're not actually sending them to the website. Whereas with the invite ads you are, uh, right. So, but I, I think I think that's one of the biggest things. And and here's the deal, man. Like you know, people think like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to run these ads and just pray for people. Well, when 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 you do this correctly, like we've seen about 10% of the people who submit a prayer request will then go on to plan a visit to your church, uh, right? Like like when you do this. I mean, we had a we had a church of 15 people, and they literally had 15 people for two years, and they went from 15 to 50 in two months just by using uh, one simple prayer ad. Right? We had, we had another church that was in a, a small. Uh, Midwest town, and they'd been there for five years. They had sixty people, and uh, and in three months they went from sixty to one hundred and ten using prayer ads. Right, so like the pastor would walk around town. He's like, "Dude, Abo, this is crazy!" Like everywhere I go, like the grocery store, the hardware store, the coffee shop, like people see me and they're like, "Hey, that's the Facebook prayer pastor guy." Right? <laughs> he's like, "What? What? What better? Like I, I couldn't have invented a better nickname for like, myself." How, how dope would that be, though? I mean, I'm that's thinking of like, like, like I got some, you know, pastors all over. I got, you know, it's one up in Canada. I got one in the backwoods of. Uh, over there in Idaho. I know that I'm, I'm connected to one down in Kansas City. And these are all pastors who are like, yeah, we're all small, small knit communities to the point where they actually advertise with the uh, Chamber of Commerce for their church because that's where their center of business happens because these communities are so small. And I'm just yep. like, how cool would it be for like, you know, my, my buddy, Pastor Kevin, I, I know he's listening right now. What's up, dude? Um, to be like, <laughs> yeah, you're that prayer pastor. Like, like you're the prayer pastor, right? Can you pray yep. for me right now? And I'm just like, how cool of a ministry would that be? You know? Dude, that's that's what I'm saying. And they're, you know, even the the congregation said that the their church became known as the church that prays for people, mm. right? So like all around town, people that never knew that church even existed, right? Now they became like the church that prays for people. So when people are like, oh yeah, like uh, man, I go to Journey Church, like oh my gosh, yeah, dude, I, I've seen your pastor on Facebook. You guys are the church that prays for people, right? Like what what better way? 
to, to kind of announce your church and, and, and get the word out about your church, right. Then, then with like a ministry messaging like that. Yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome, man. But Hey, so before I let you go though, I have a question that I did not ask you intentionally on the show notes that I sent you. And here's that question, man. It's, 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 I'm not, it's not a get you question. Don't worry. I'm not trying to play the gotcha (laughs) question, but what's a question that you wish that somebody would ask you about church marketing that you've never been asked before. And I doubt you can answer that question because you've have literally, you know, more YouTube videos than most people have, you know, sermons. (laughs) Um, man, so that's, that's a great question. I, I, I think probably if, if someone asked me like, yeah, like, like what's, what's the, the most important thing or, or what's a question that, that nobody asks? Um, people don't normally ask, ask it this way, but I, I would think like, like, Hey, like Abo, if you had a thousand bucks and, um, and, and you were, and you were launching a, a, or, you know, a thousand bucks to, to spend uh, on marketing, what would it be? Right. And so, so for me personally, like, um, man, I, I would, I would spend that on, um, on, okay, shoot, daggone! I was about to say this, Mark. And really, I have, I have two answers. So this is uh, uh, I, don't, I don't I don't know what you want to do with this, but here's here's what it'd be. The, the first thing would be the prayer ads, right? Like I would I would split that between the prayer ads. Uh, the second thing I would do is I would hire someone to run my uh, uh, my Google ads for me, right? Like I, I'd get the Google grant, right? Which I'm, I'm sure you guys have probably talked about before. Actually, not months. no. That's that's on a future episode potentially of how to get the Google grant money. We have not oh. talked about that actually. Bro, okay. We, we so man, maybe we should set something up and, and talk about this. This is one of the greatest things out there. Okay, so so Google has a program where they will give if you if you're a nonprofit, meaning you're a registered five hundred one c three, they will uh, give you ten thousand dollars a month in free Google ads. Okay, and this is exact. It's 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 as good as it sounds. I didn't believe it when I first heard it, right? But it's literally ten thousand dollars a month, a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year in free Google advertising, right? So, um, so the the it, it's a lifetime grant. Meaning, if you get approved, then you have it for like the life of the program, however long it's you know it's been around. It's been around for you know a, a, over a decade now, uh, right? Uh, but if you lose the grant, like if you violate any of the rules and lose the grant, you can never apply for it again. Right. So it's really important that you just want to stay within like some of the, the different rules they have. So I, I got approved for when I was on staff at my church back in 2017, I found out about it. I didn't believe it. I was like, that can't be $10,000 a month. Like, no way. And sure enough, I looked into it and it really was. I actually I got approved for it. <laughs> I, uh, I started running for my church. Right. And within a couple of months, I was, send, I was spending between 6,000 and 8,000 people from Google to my website every single month. For right, free, right. for yes, free, for free, six thousand to eight thousand people per month for free were going to my website to learn more about Jesus and our church and what we offered and the gospel. And I was using Google's money to do it, right? So it was it was pretty uh, pretty incredible. And 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 it, it's it's this amazing program. But then uh, somewhere in like twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, they they came out with uh, some new changes to it. And like one of the changes was you had to have. Uh, so then you, you probably know this, right? Like on, on the internet, a click-through rate, like a good click-through rate is about a half a percent. Yep. If you have a click-through rate of 1%, you are crushing it, right? In, in online advertising. Well, Google came out and said, hey, uh, basically we want you to be a good steward of this money. So all of your Google ads that you have out there have to have a click-through rate of at least 5% or more in order to uh, keep the grant. Right. And so at that point, I was just like, this is nuts. Like I, I tried like the first month, I think I got all the way up to like four and a half percent. And I got like a warning. The second month, I got like 4.6%. I got another warning. And basically the, the third month, they're like, hey, 
if you have it below 5% uh, third month in a row, we're going to take the grant away. Mm. And so, so I hired a guy, just, I, I knew a guy who knew Google AdWords or whatever and was familiar with the Google grant. So I, I started paying him $500 a month to manage our, our, our Google ads, right? Because I was just like, okay, we pay him 500 a month. We get 10,000 a month. We're going to be friends forever. And we're just going right. to pay That's a great forever. relationship, man. Yeah, yeah, right? Like it, that's, a, that's a, a no-brainer. Um, so, and that, so that's, that's what I would, if it were me, those are the two things I'd go all in on is I'd hire someone to do it. Cause I don't want to do it myself. And honestly, like managing, it's pretty hard and it, it's a lot of work. So I'd pay somebody to do that, but it'd be worth it. Right. 500 bucks a month. You're getting 10,000 a month. Um, and then I would, I would use the rest of the money on some prayer ads so I could connect with people locally, start building some relationships, praying for them and excuse me, and then inviting them to church on the back end. I love it, bro. Well, hey, dude, let's land this plane real quick, man, because I know you got to go and I got to run too. But if people want to learn more about you, where's the best places to go? Uh, yeah, so the, the the best place would be uh, would be YouTube. Uh, so literally you can just uh, go to, uh, just like Mark was saying, you can go to YouTube, type in my name, Chris Abbott, A-B-B-O-T-T, double B-double T. Um, and, and you can find, we've got a, a 240 free videos on there and more coming. Um, and, or you could, uh, you go to churchmarketinguniversity.com, uh, and check out a little bit more about kind of what we do and, and how we help churches. Uh, in fact, we actually have your, your mention in Easter, uh, here, Mark, if you, man, we, we actually have a free resource. Um, if any of your listeners want to download it, uh, it's a, it's an Easter, a free Easter kit. It's, cost it's a phenomenal resource, man. I oh, used it okay, for years. You're with it. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So, so we, we pay a bunch of designers and video editors, like no joke, uh, between 10 and $12,000 every year to create this kit. Um, and, and then we give it away for free for, uh, for a bunch of churches. So you can actually uh, just go to churchmarketinguniversity.com slash Easter, and then you can download that Easter kit for free. And uh, what, what costs us a bunch of money, uh, you can just use all of our hard work for free and, and download that and use it for your church. So, Dude, I love it. Well, Abbo, man, it was a pleasure actually just having you on the show. I feel like we're best friends now, man. This is legit. Uh, yeah, like we, we need to keep doing man. this, man. Let's let's like hang out. Maybe I need to come to uh, South Bend and, and come to a Notre Dame game, bro, and, and dude, come hang out with you, man. It's on your bucket list, and we can make that a reality, man. I know people. Uh, dude, let's do it. I, I love this, man. Seriously, yeah, dude. Yeah, we'll talk off air about it, man. But seriously, guys... I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, it's been a lot of fun these last two weeks having these interviews with Dr. Jen and then Abbo as well. If you guys have been enjoying the show as well, I would love it for you to let me know that you're enjoying the show. I know because I have stats, most of you guys listen over on Apple Podcasts. So seriously, just go over there, leave a rating and review because that helps other small church pastors find our content and be able to help them take their next steps to step in that 21st century digital landscape. But if you're also on Spotify, feel free to leave a rating over there. And if you do either one of those, let me know and I will buy you coffee on me because I love conversations. I love having coffee. And if I can't fly to hang out with you, uh, the least I could do is send you a cup of coffee. So, and, and I know Abbo, you're a big coffee drinker too, man. I, I stalk you on Facebook. Oh, bro. I, 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 I drink, coffee, like I've already had three cups today, man. Like I, yeah, I love coffee. Yeah, me too. Me, <laughs> <laughs> me I actually, I, I made sure I had a pour over ready to go when we started our conversation. So oh, that's, that's legit, up, dude. Bro. Well, Abbo, it was a pleasure, man. It really was. So thank you again. Man, Mark, thanks so much for having me on the show, bro. Love doing it. You bet, guys. Well, hey, until next time, take it easy. We love you and see you next week on the Small Church Media Podcast. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.